Gridiron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike. All right, we're rolling. Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. This is episode 176 of Gridiron Grinder. And for tonight, we're going to kick things off with Name That Stadium, like we always do. Then we're going to hit the news from this past week. After that, we're going to give you our conference championship game picks. And last but not least, we're going to close things off with our question of the week. And so uh, with all that being said, how's it going tonight there, James? It's going pretty good. How's it going with you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Not a whole lot in the news, maybe a couple coaching updates, things like that. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. And um, yeah, and it's different, you know, like the games are dwindling down, right? So there's just Mm -hmm. not as much to talk about right now. But uh, we're pretty good at filling that void and having fun with it anyhow. Yeah, I mean, what, last week we talked for like an hour and a half about basically nothing. A couple games and that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, For sure, man, for sure. Well, hey, whenever you're ready, why don't you do some Name That Stadium for us? All right, as you can see, I'm traveling the country going um, different stadiums that host NFL games. Uh, Generally, I tie it into something. First person guesses, guesses right, which nobody has in a while. We'll get an extra special shout out, bookmark it. You can play it back and forth, play it over and over for your friends. Last week, again, I, I, I did two weeks in a row. I'm just so pumped about it. I was I was at Ford Field for the Lions yeah. game. Like there's an obvious there's an obvious reason there. And it was what the, coming off the first playoff win in thirty two years, was it? Oh yeah. And I have some other staggering numbers when we get to the game picks for for Detroit that I I found that are a little crazy. Sweet, yeah, I'm convinced that the um, the good old YouTube is is blocking our name that stadium takers. That's the only yeah. thing I can come up with. You know, we've got like sixty six thousand subscribers. Right. And so you'd think somebody would hit us up. Right. You would think you would think. Yeah. But hey, yeah. Sixty you know, six. Good old, good old YouTube Not blocking, blocking, um, blocking people interacting with us. They they just want us to talk to talk yeah. to ourselves, talk amongst ourselves. But well, of course, yeah, I probably okay. can't say that out loud. Right. Because now they're now the algorithm's going to take us down even more. Uh, Next week, yeah. we'll be down to sixty five thousand viewers. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, that's all good, man. Why don't we shift gears here and do our, our recap of the past week? And so, um, you know, I don't know, man. I guess news-wise, we've got the coaching updates, right? Mm-hmm. So there there was a number of openings, and now a lot of them are getting filled up. And so you've got the biggest one of the week, I'm sure, is the Jim Harbaugh uh, going to the Chargers signing or or expected signing or whatever i don't know if it's actually official yet but he has said he is going to be the next head coach of the chargers uh the next one is dave canales the former offensive coordinator for the tampa bay buccaneers he's going to be the head coach for the carolina panthers uh next we've got antonio pierce despite all odds has been given the official head coach designation for the Raiders. Good for him. I'm super pumped that they committed to him. 
was not expecting it at all, but I'm glad it happened. Uh, the next one, which I think, I don't know if we talked about this one before, but uh, Gerard Mayo is going to be the head coach for the Patriots. And so he's going to succeed Belichick, former linebacker for the Patriots. He was a defensive coach for a long time. Uh, after that, you got Brian Callahan, the former offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. He is going to be the head coach for the Tennessee Titans. And then the last one I got is Raheem Morris, the former uh, defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he was also, you know, like interim coach for the Bucks years ago. And he's mm -hmm. bounced around a lot, been in a lot of good roles. Uh, he's going to be the next head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. That's what I'm actually really excited to see. You know, how is he developed and how is he going to be as a head coach now, you know, after all these years and all these different visits. But, um, yeah, and so I think that leaves – just the Seahawks open and um, you've got Belichick hanging out there, uh, which a lot of people I'm, I'm hearing from and, and reading about are saying he's not getting any of these openings. Like it's, it's done. And so even if there's like a surprise firing, like we were talking, I think last week of maybe Sean McDermott or Mike McCarthy, one of those deals, Mm -hmm. uh, people are pretty much expecting this is going to be a sit-out year for Belichick, maybe the end. You know, who knows? Time will tell, I suppose. Have the Commanders hired a coach? Oh, no. So we got the Commanders and the Seahawks still. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I I had I hadn't seen the Commanders, but the Seahawks Seahawks I haven't seen either. So I I did quickly look up who where the vacancies were and i was like i think that hits all of them uh, i was thinking the same thing but i forgot about the commanders yeah i'm glad you mentioned that i did hear the enemy got an interview for that head coaching job mm -hmm. but um you know no decision on it yet and i i think they'd actually be pretty cool if he got promoted to head coach there i'm, I'm not sure it's gonna happen but um I don't know when you when you just see what he did with Sam Howell at quarterback. You know, I think I think there's something there with him. You know, so, um, but he was under the Andy Reid wing for a long time. A lot of people still kind of question it, and you know, we'll see how the future unfolds for him. So, uh, and then in other coach news, not head coach related, but Miami and Vic Fangio decided to part ways. And it was a very quick unemployment for Vic Fangio. He was like immediately signed by the Philadelphia Eagles to come mm -hmm. in and be their defensive coordinator, uh, which I like a lot. I do. Um, I think my concern is that it seems like the pieces in place for Philly are very similar to the pieces that were in place for Miami. Mm -hmm. And so part of the problem with Miami was that the guys didn't fit the scheme. And I think they're going to have to make some adjustments to get the guys to fit the scheme in Philly. They could totally do it. You know, they're, they're getting a jump on it now. They've got a lot of time to do it. Um, I think it's just something to keep an eye on. Yeah. I, Philly's confusing to me. Like, 
they I don't know why they did what they did at defensive coordinator and then putting Pat- Patricia in there. It's yeah. Because everyone knew in New England, Belichick was basically calling the defense, or his son was calling the defense. Whoever the fuck was the defensive coordinator was just really a figurehead there. Yeah. No, for sure. I agree. And um, I'll say on the other hand, I do like Vic Fangio a lot. And it Mm -hmm. it didn't work in Miami. Um, I think some of that was just the wrong personnel for what he tries to do. And they didn't have enough time to, to tweak it. I would have thought that as the year progressed, it would have gotten better just kind of like organically anyhow, and it really didn't, and that was kind of his downfall. Um, and so I'm, I, I think I'm optimistic for what he can do for Philly, but I'm also like cautious, right, because he wasn't able to get any better as the season went on in Miami. So, um, you know, I don't know. That's my two cents on it. Yeah, I hear you. I just – I think there's more problems in Philly than we were seeing, and that's why they had such such a tail off. Yeah. But exit interviews about freaking Sirianni, like, are you kidding me, man? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the dude got you to the Super Bowl a year ago, and yeah, you made yeah. the playoffs this year. It's not like you missed the playoffs, all right? Like a lot of teams that lose the Super Bowl miss the playoffs the next year, right? Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, whatever, like. It's a tough crowd out in Philly, man. No, I know, but I think like there's like problem like that team. I think next year that team's going to take a big step back, um, especially with uh, like I mean Jason Kelsey, Kelsey retired, retiring. Yeah. That that's that's a huge blow to the to the offensive line. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's really all I had for the news. You know, we could talk divisional round surprises, or if you have other news that you want to hit on, James, it's the floor is yours, my man. The only thing I saw that you missed, um, and it was a signing, and it's you kind say of it so in... negatively that I missed. No, no, I said the only thing yeah. I saw that was that was missed, and it's it's a signing, and it's kind of in the vein of something we've talked about before with Delvin Cook signing with mm. uh, Baltimore. The Lions went out and signed uh, Zach Ertz to their um, practice squad. Yep. Right at a time where their top two tight ends are being ruled out. Wait, what? I just read it like 20 minutes ago. Laporta's being ruled out and Brock Wright's being ruled out. What? I, I completely missed that. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, is Zach Ertz going to get action right off the bat here? I mean, it's Friday. They'd have to promote him, like, right fucking now, right? Are you sure about that? Like, they're... I just I just saw an article that said four Lions are out, including Laporta and Brock Wright. So I'm looking at the, the injury report. Let me look at the full injury report. All right, let me, like, let me I'm just look, Google it and see if I can find it. looking at the game injury report, and there is nothing there. Uh, let me see. Detroit. I mean, I hope they're playing. I thought it was a shock because Laporta played last week. So Brock Wright went on injured reserve. No, that's May 1st. Oh, that's estimated return date. Okay. So Brock Wright is on actually on injured IR. Jonah Jackson, Khalif Raymond... 
Jonah Jackson out, Khalif Raymond out, um, Brock Wright. So this article saying those IR. are the only two, I guess. So I'm looking at not the, listed with an injury designation. Okay, so Laporte is not. Maybe maybe what I read was uh, incorrect then because this one yeah. is um, this one is Pride of Detroit, like as updated as you can get today at 4 p.m. Yeah, and I'm looking. Let me. Okay. Of... See, see now, now I got to check on Tooney because the same thing I saw was the one that said Tooney was out for the Chiefs. So, Tooney, I did see was out. Um, let's see. Tooney is out. He has a pectoral issue and has been ruled out. That's on the official injury report, um, along with. Uh, Pacheco and Tony being questionable. Let me let me go to NFL.com and, and check the injury report there. Um, I don't know, man. That Pride of Detroit's probably pretty good. I got to believe that that's that's right. So whatever I saw earlier, but you said Brock Wright was put on IR. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I he guess has. Three out of the four are right. <laughs> Laporte is the big one. That's the one that, you know, in fact, I'll just look him up. I'll see what the news is saying on him. Returned to practice yesterday. Laporta upgrades. So, Ragno expected to play despite four injuries. Okay, so here it is, M Live. Sam Laporta among four listed as out. Okay, but this was two days ago. So he practiced yesterday, which was one day ago, which means he must Maybe be back he in. Was out of practice. Out of practice? Well, it says listed as out. It's probably the practice report. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping Khalif. Well, that's we already know Khalif Raymond's out. That which that sucks, man. He's given us some juice on special teams and even his like depth at receiver, man. Yeah. So this is four hours ago. Frank Ragnow and Sam Laporta have no injury designation. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So better, better than what I thought, which is good. So, yay. Uh, you scared the fuck out of me uh, with both of them. Well, I was that. bummed out, man. I mean, you know, I am live. I thought it was legit, but two days ago. So, all right. So, what else? Anything else that was it on news? That was it on on news. Besides the fact that the Lions are playing in the NFC Championship game, big ass fucking news. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, all right. Tell me. Out of last week's games, James, were any of them a surprise for you? How? It's not really the result of the game. Like, the games I thought last week could go either way. But I thought, and this is why I think McDermott's going to be fired, I thought how he coached that game was fucking crap. Like, Fake punt to DeMar Hamlin, who doesn't touch the ball ever. Um, and just, like, shit like that. It's 
I thought their game plan was was piss poor. It kind of surprised me. It looked like it was like yeah, it, maybe the score was close, closer. Yeah, and there was that shot. missed field goal at the end. What was yeah. it, wide right or whatever? And wide right, but yeah, exactly, wide right. Back, heart, going back to fucking yeah. 90... Just the, the dagger 90? right in the freaking heart for Buffalo fans. Yeah, but but still, like, so it was, it was a close game on the scoreboard, but I thought that the reason they lost was because McDermott fucking choked and did they they look ill prepared. I mean fucking um Josh Allen had what like a hundred and eighty two yards passing. Yeah. What was the with the weather like in that game? Was it another freezing ass cold game like the Pittsburgh game or was it a little different? It it was, but still like twenty Josh Allen twenty six for thirty nine for a 26 for 39, 186 yards. Yeah, and so here's an interesting one. Um, Who was it, their GM or someone with the Bills was saying that they they were, like, backing Stephon Diggs as a wide receiver one despite his down year. Mm. The dude still had almost 1,200 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. Like, like, why are we, why are we worried about him? It wasn't a bad year, man. To be, to be fair, he had, he, he did have a couple drops and like bad drops in the, in the game. But like the game plan for Buffalo just sucked. Like the, the fake punt to Demar Hamlin, um, fucking Josh Allen was their leading rusher. Yeah, that's like you know they're reverting to the old days, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Josh Allen had 72 yards rushing on 12 carries. And James Cook didn't have that many more carries than Josh Allen. And they were evenly split. They had 39 rushes and 39 passes. Oh, boy. Here we go. Like, the, the, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Diggs thing. Cowboys named betting favorites to land Bill's three-time Pro Bowler. I mean, dude, yeah. like the news Stephon is crazy Diggs. that people are going to bounce Diggs, Diggs man. Is Stephon, Stephon Diggs is not going back to Buffalo. Mark my words, Stephon Diggs will not be on <sighs> Buffalo's team next year. He is so unhappy there. There's been conflict between him and Josh Allen all fucking game. All fucking really? Year. I didn't even like, know that, man. Like, like you sit. Diggs' wow. face towards Allen's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you doing? Is like that's what his face is saying on the side. Right. Talks right. to Allen. Then that, like, then 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 that's fine. I I thought if it was like a uh you know a GM thing, it's like, dude, you don't get rid of one right. of your it's, best fucking difference makers. Um, and and you don't you don't defend him for having a down year. But he had twelve hundred yards. Like that's not a down year. <laughs> but it, oh. it, it is a down year. He didn't have. He had. He had one thousand one hundred and eighty-three yards, which is. Oh, so I rounded it up to twelve hundred, James. It's a down year for him. It's a down year for him. Year before. Why? Because he, had... he was off by two hundred yards from what is normal for him. He's off but by he, eleven yards a game. 
Yeah, okay, maybe maybe it he had more I feel like he had more drops this year. He he had he he was Maybe uh, maybe that's the case. I didn't know about the I didn't know about the drops. I didn't know about the strife with him and Josh Allen. Um and so that's all fine, man. I, I was just appalled by it when I when it came out that I thought it was a non issue that they should even be talking about it. Yeah, no, it was it there's there's something going on between him and Josh Allen. They they've they've put lipstick on the pig all fucking year and okay. it's this off season. I wouldn't be surprised if Stefan Diggs is no longer there because they're not getting rid of Josh Allen. You can so what do you, what do you think? You could they find uh, wide receiver one? But you can could could it be a, a Diggs for C D Lamb, or do you think Dallas could potentially have C D Lamb and Diggs? That's a good question. I mean, you're putting a lot of money in wide receivers if you could land both those guys, but I don't put anything past Jerry Jones. It's a real good question. Because, you know, but at the also, at the end of the year, the way it ended for Dallas looked like there was some beef between CD Lamb and Dak, right? So True. Maybe it's yeah. a hey, let's just swap these motherfuckers out, make them both happy and move on with life. Yeah, and this this isn't their out year in the contract either, so Yeah. So there's going to be some pain on the cap no matter what if they do a move. Yeah. There's going to be it, this this year. It would be thirty-one million, so it'd be a negative. It'd be negative savings if they got rid of him because his cap hit for the year is twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. It's next year where they after after this year twenty twenty-five where they would have the um, savings against the cap where his hit would be twenty-seven on the team, twenty-two if it, he wasn't there. Gotcha. Drama. All right, so the Buffalo game was a little bit of a surprise for you. Um, what about the you know Green Bay San Francisco? That was the other one that you picked Green Bay. Is it just that you know you you were riding sort of the hot streak of Green Bay, and you thought they could they could go in and get one over on the 49ers and you know it was the hot streak of Green Bay. And <clears throat> I thought and the 49ers did. They I thought the 49ers were going to have a shitty fucking game like i just i thought there was going to be be rust there they hadn't played in three weeks yeah three weeks and i thought i thought there there was going to there there's you were going to see issue issues with the team um i thought also with the hot streak and based on like with as i I said when we when we went talked about the game last week you know the way to beat San Francisco is control the control their defensive line. If you can limit the pressures on the quarterback, that the defense is vulnerable, which Green Bay was able to do most of the game. Yeah. Um, and at half or going into the fourth quarter, like I was sure it was a, a, I was certain it was a sure win for Green Bay. Fuck under 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 Shanahan, if if trailing by five or more points at the start of the fourth quarter. San Francisco, or his teams were 0 and 30. Wow. Whew. Hard time coming back in the clutch. Yeah. 
So and and I said I thought I like I said I think Green if Green Bay can get a lead I don't think San Francisco can play from behind. So do you? I guess let me ask you this. You know the way the year started and the way the year finished, it's it's black and white for Jordan Love. Are mm-hmm. you a believer in Jordan Love now, or are you still skeptical? I was starting to become a believer in Jordan Love until the end of the San Francisco game. All right. So you think the way I see, it finished puts some... Yeah. I see potential there for Jordan Love. Yeah. But I think he has he has to um some stuff he has to work on. Like you don't you don't throw like fuck the best comment I heard this week was some of his throws it looked like Greenlaw was his wide receiver, not whoever he was throwing it to. Oh gotcha, gotcha. And that's see that's bad. like uh, you know he threw uh, back across his body to a wide receiver that had three 49ers around him. Yeah, that that's that's a play. No, yeah, you don't do that. Legitimate that's, that's NFL a, quarterback should make. Yeah, that's a a rookie mistake or a, a Patrick Mahomes miracle pass that mm-hmm. other quarterbacks never get away with. Exactly. Um, see, I don't know. Like for me, man, I I thought it was such a fluke earlier in the year. Like you know, and I I know I've talked to you about this, but I go back to like that early Chicago game. And I just watched it, and I'm like, man, it's, like, so streaky and inconsistent, and it, it just felt like a lot of luck. And then as the season went on, especially with the way they finished it, it was like, holy shit, man, this guy's actually, like, in a legit fucking rhythm now. And the games looked so mm-hmm. different. I mean, it was like, instead of, like, some lucky plays here and there, it looked like they had command. And yeah. I think that if you now give him – this whole next off season, knowing that he's going to be the man again, man, I don't know, dude. I think I think he's going to come back and be legit. I, I you no, know, I and whether he whether he can get over the hump in the playoffs, time will tell. But I think he's going to be, you know, one of these. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I would put him in the elite category next year, but I think he'll be somewhere in that top tier of quarterbacks next year. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that he's trash. What I'm saying is he has he I'm I've gone from he's trash to he has the potential, he just needs to he just has some rough edges that he has to yeah. sand down. No, I I'm I'm good with that, man. I just um I'm I'm admitting to myself that, you know, and to you and everybody else that I never thought this guy had a chance in the world mm-hmm. with the way they talked about him while Rogers was there. You know, yeah. he was a third stringer, even though he was a first round pick. I mean, dude, it sounded god awful. And then even the way the year started, I thought, oh my gosh, I, I think it's just a fluke. And then it, the way the year ended, I was like, oh man, now maybe maybe it came around. Maybe this is going to be, you know, what turned into uh, like a bust story to like a delayed success story. Yeah, and it's possible. It could be a success story. I just, you're I'd still like a little skeptical. Him. You're still. A I'd like skeptical. to see him, yeah, him sand down those edges a little bit. Okay, I got you. All right. Uh, well, that's good. I had no, no divisional round surprises. You know, like I yeah. mean, I I got them right. How could I complain? And you know, it's not to rub it in. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, so. Speaking of that, 
I guess we can go to our picks. Yes, the heat is on. The heat Fuck is it. on, hey. James. <laughs> All right. I had a bad week. You had a good week. I lost um, my three and five point. I had because I, I was on Green Bay and Buffalo. You, of course, you got them all right. Of course. Extended extended your league a little bit. You're now with 33 points, and I have 24, nine points. There's a path to victory, but I need to um, get one of the games on you this week, and one of the games I had is it's like a mandatory I picked this team, so I have to go had to go the other way on it. Um, so it looks like I... I'm having another bad year with picks. It's like it's like the kids were born, and all of a sudden I can't pick a fucking football game. You're distracted. You're distracted. So, yeah. first we have. And what do you know? I'm I'm divorced, and I'm picking the games. Wow. <laughs> I don't I don't know that we need to go there, but I just did. So, yeah. First we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. So a couple things I like I like to hit. I didn't have the time last week to do this. Is kind of first thing I like to do is I like to look at the officiating crew. Um, it's Sean Smith is the referee, and he his his crew threw the third most flags in the NFL this season. Okay, averaging fourteen point eight flags per game. Jeez, that's a lot, man. And he also threw the third most roughing the passer flags this season at eight and 25 his crew threw 25 flags this season for unnecessary roughness okay so it looks looks looking at that it looks like this is going to be a flag heavy game slow choppy game yeah um the two defenses here baltimore Baltimore and Kansas City. Baltimore is number one, two in scoring defense. Baltimore allowed 16.5 points per game this season, while Kansas City, surprisingly, only allowed 17.3 this season. Yeah, I was shocked to see that Kansas City was the number two defense on NFL.com. Patrick Mahomes is three and one against Lamar Jackson, the only loss coming in 2021, the most recent meeting, where um, Jackson beat the Chiefs by rushing for 107 yards and three touchdowns. Okay. Keys to victory. So for Kansas City, it's fairly fairly simple. Kansas City has to attack the outside third of the field in this game. Uh, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Baltimore has to attack the outside third of the game. Um, Which they're normally not good at, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, they, 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 outside third, they, they, they play cover. Generally, Baltimore plays cover two a lot. Um, in the game, for Kansas, I apologize, 
That's how the Chiefs could win. I got I have my notes confused. No, that's that, no, that's fine. And, and, the and for track. the Chiefs, and for the Chiefs, that's a possibility, right? Because you got Mahomes, you know, and and you look at their their veteran receivers are back now. You got Valdez Scantling back. I think they got Miko Hardman back, uh, and so they're getting a little bit more reliability mm-hmm. on the outside with those receivers. Exactly. Exactly. Um, for Baltimore, basically, the the key is for Baltimore is getting home on the pass rush, lighting and and actually tackling Patrick Mahomes, which is not not very um, yeah, very not easy, easy to do to do. Um, Now to the my model. My model had a twenty-six to twenty-four victory for Baltimore. Okay. I really, I kind of wanted to go. I was leaning Kansas City on my instinct pick because it's hard to pick against Mahomes, and it's hard to pick Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my model and I'm gonna go with Baltimore. And I am because of the fact that I'm picking against Kansas City, who's very hard to pick, who who does very well in the playoffs. This is this is, Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs six years. They have made six straight AFC Championship games. Yeah, three Super Bowls. Um. Yes. They won two and lost one. Yeah. And they should have been four if the overtime rules didn't suck. Um, Um, Yeah, and so... um, So I'm going to give it my five confidence. And it's on the road, too, for Kansas It's on the road. It's on the road. But it's technically Mahomes' second road playoff game. Yeah. But... A good point was brought up this this past week was, but that he lost is he did play a road playoff game that wasn't technically a road playoff game because he played against Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, on a technicality. On a technicality, but I think it's bullshit because that's a different crowd. That's not yeah. a. That's not a home favorite crowd. It's That's a, a Super Bowl crowd. crowd. Yeah, it's yeah. different. It's a lot of I'm... celebrities and ultra-rich people. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to stick with Baltimore and give it my five-point confidence rating. All right, man. Uh, yeah, so for me, I'm taking Kansas City. So we've got some variance in this game. And, you know, I, I like that you called out that despite their struggles – relatively speaking they ended up being like the number two defense according to nfl.com and they were the number nine offense which i would have thought with the struggles on offense i i you know i guess i could believe the defense was high up there i just didn't think that high up there the offense at number nine i really did not think because i heard like so many of the stats were like really low stats but somehow Mm -hmm. However, it comes together on NFL.com. They gave them the number nine overall offense. And 
So I thought, okay, that's not horrible. Uh, the Ravens, on the other hand, you know, they're they're like very well balanced. They were number six on offense, and NFL.com had them number six on defense. But I think you said Baltimore was the top scoring defense. Is that right? Baltimore was the top scoring defense, and Kansas City was number two. Yeah, so I wonder how— And they how, were within a, within a point. Yeah, so I wonder how NFL.com gives them the number six defense. It must be looking at a combination of factors or whatever. I, but. Think, I think they were number—if I remember correctly, I think they were like six in yards allowed. Okay, maybe that's what the focus is on here. Um, and so either way, you know, I think um, everybody that I've been talking to is basically calling this game to be a shoe-in for Baltimore. Uh, but I think the rankings, they kind of point to it being closer than just that. And then when I, um, you know, when I look at how these teams are built, you know, on offense, they're polar opposites. Baltimore is all about the running game. And then, you know, Lamar getting some splash passes to Mark Andrews, who will be back and, uh, you know, some stuff like that. Kansas City, on the other hand, is more heavily favored towards the passing side of the game, although Isaiah Pacheco has been a blessing for them on the ground right, game. Right, but Pacheco's questionable. Yeah, game. so that that's an issue, yep, you know. Um, so when I go to my model, like here's the thing, is despite the game being on the road, my model actually has Kansas City winning by the thinnest of margins. It's by 0.32 points. <laughs> That's just not much. And when I look at the heat map, it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, all the way down. And so these guys uh, are very evenly matched. It, it does make me a little bit concerned because we've seen the way that Baltimore can just dominate opponents this year. You know, I'm thinking back to that San Francisco game near the end of the season. It's like, geez, man, if they could do that to a team like San Fran, just anything can happen. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, we know Mahomes is about as clutch as it can get. Andy Reid is one of the most seasoned veteran coaches in this league. And uh, Lamar hasn't gotten over that hump yet. And so uh, I'm going to stick with the model, even though it's on the road. And I think the narrative could argue against it, but I'm going to take Kansas city and I'm giving it my confidence factor of five, man. All right. Next up. I can't believe I, I never thought I would ever say this. We have the NFC championship game, which pits the Detroit lions at the San Francisco 49ers. This one, I'm going to do my analysis a little differently. First, sure. I'm, going to credit, I'm going to credit ESPN. I came across this great article with some meaningful numbers for this game. Because, you know, it's the first number one pick overall one year versus the very last pick overall another year. Jared Goff is becoming the 10th quarterback to start a conference championship game with two different franchises. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Um, four of those quarterbacks have won. 
four of the nine currently, have one. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, and Craig Morton. Okay. Who were the losers, does it say? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Hey, don't say. worry about it. I was just curious. I was just curious. Um, he will become, if... With a win, Brock Purdy can be the eighth different quarterback to make the Super Bowl in one of his first two years. Dan Marino, Kurt Warner, Brady, Roethlisberger, Kaepernick, Wilson, and Burrow are the other ones to do do that. Since... 1967, the Detroit Lions have had three playoff victories. There are 37 players on the San Francisco 49ers roster that have played in and won three playoff games. Or, in other words, 67% of the roster. 60, see what I did there? 67, 67. The Lions and the 49ers were tied um, for the NFL lead in rushing touchdowns at 27 this season. Yeah, and they got there in wildly different ways. Yes. Um, well, it's actually it's fairly similar I, I'm just saying, you know, for the 49ers, they were very heavy McCaffrey, right? At least earlier in the year. And so, then they so started to kind of trim it down. Right. You would you would think that. But, okay, so 27 rushing, rushing touchdowns. Of the 27 for San Francisco, McCaffrey has 14. Yeah. Of the 27 for Detroit, Montgomery has 13. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it's because it it carried over from last year that streak that McCaffrey yeah. had of consecutive touchdown games. That's probably, all. That's probably. what I'm. That's what is hitting me in the head. All right, as we know, the Lions have number have never made it to the Super Bowl, and they are currently in the fourth longest active championship drought. Championship game drought no championship drought across the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball and National Hockey League in fact the Lions have lost 11 straight road playoff games since 1957 their last road playoff win ironically the Lions last road playoff win was at San Francisco oh it's coming back Those are just some numbers that I thought was was inter- were interesting that I thought were interesting um, relating to yeah. this matchup. All right, now we'll go to the referees. It's Cleet Blakeman that is the referee for um, this game, and his crew this season really, really took to heart the um, emphasis on. Offensive offside penalties. 
since okay. which the emphasis came midseason. They've thrown five the the lead, the most at five. They his crew was also ranked second in the NFL in flags related to defensive pass coverage, illegal contact, defensive pass interference, defensive holding at fifty three this season. Okay, okay. How's the, the lion? Shit that Yahoo's saying he has a dicey history with the Lions. Who does? Cleet Blakeman. What is his oh. dicey history with the Lions? Another thing I forgot is Jared Goff has never beaten the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, uh, I don't like hearing that. He's lost. All five of his starts against them since the beginning. I'm sorry, not never beaten. Since 2018, he's lost all five starts against the 49ers. He probably has beaten them. It's just not those before 2019, so it's not relevant. All right, so Blakeman, Blakeman oversaw the crew in an infamous 2019 game against the rival Packers that had multiple controversial calls trigger a rally for a Green Bay win. Okay, so they're saying Lions fans do not like this ref, not one freaking bit. Oh, this was the Trey Flowers hands to the face penalty. Oh man, I oh. remember that. That was such a dicey call. All right, I, all right, I got you. All right. Um, Wait, I, mean, that, I don't know. That, that the, I don't know that I was would that be. Was that the Hail Mary game? Um, with the like bullshit face masking penalty, like on the last play that led to an on time down. I think it. I think it might have. I think it might have. Uh, let's see if this article says it. Uh, no, this one says there was a game-winning field goal. Oh, okay. But uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, this one, man. I remember Flowers, man. Oh, jeez. It. It's all right. I don't want to. I don't want to say that this would like have me be like, oh, this guy's like a curse to us. It was just a bad fucking game, right? So. Yeah. So, kind of the key to, for the Lions to win is get Brock Purdy off schedule. If you can get him off schedule, he's prone to mistakes. Um, key to 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 San Francisco victory, it's kind of twofold. One, they they got to throw the ball out of twenty one and twelve personnel. Um, they Detroit out of those. The Lions allowed 29 passes out of 21 or 12. 29 passes of 20 or more yards, which is six most in the league, and a 69, I'll just leave it at a 69% completion rate. Okay. And also, you got to limit the Lions' run game on the perimeter. If you keep if you keep them bottom bottled up. Um, the the Lions or the 49ers are better uh, on the outside. The 49ers allowed 5.4 yards per carry outside the tackles, which was 20th in the league. And and basically, you know, the Lions kind of have to do what the Packers did to them and make them look disinterested. <laughs> okay. My model has 
the 49ers winning 35 to 29. 35 to 29. It's a six point spread. Okay. But I can't pick against the Lions. I just can't do it. Yeah. I just, I just, I can't, can't do it. Um, by default, this is my six point um, confidence because we only have five or six, and I already gave you the five with Baltimore. But I'm going to pick the Lions. Um, I can't pick against them now. I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, and I, I am going to mirror a lot of what you're saying. I'm taking the Lions. I'm giving it my six confidence factor. And I'm also overriding my model. And so um, I don't care if it's an uphill battle. And, you know, I, I just I look at Green Bay went into that game last week with a ton of momentum and they almost got there in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think the Lions can do better than that. And so I, I see that there is a path to get that victory. Um you know, looking at some of the rankings, <clears throat> Detroit has the number three offense, the number 19 defense. That's the part that I'm the most worried about, the number 19 defense. Mm-hmm. San Fran, on the other hand, the number two offense, the number eight defense. <sighs> Detroit, very susceptible to big plays on defense, especially through the year. Uh, San Fran, they're about as stacked of a roster as you can get in today's day and age in the NFL. When I look at my model, it has San Francisco winning by almost nine points. In fact, it's uh, 8.81 to be specific, 8.82. The only only category Detroit has the green in the heat map is on the offensive line. (laughs) And so I just... But, but we've talked about it, and I've talked about that over and over again. Yeah. The way to beat the 49ers is to contain their defensive line and have a good offensive line. Yeah, and, and Detroit has the offensive line, that's for sure. Um, yeah, can they get to Purdy, like you're saying, and disrupt him? And our defensive line, I think, has been hit or miss on that in some games. I think that the 49ers offensive line, you can penetrate it, uh, but Shanahan is good at like masking their weaknesses, right? They do a lot of zone blocking, and um, he can he can take inferior guys and make them look better. Of course, they've got Trent Williams on the left tackle spot. He's like the best in the game, but the rest of that offensive line has some issues. Um, but yeah, I mean, despite all that, man, I I'm with you. I can't go against the Lions, right? They've come mm-hmm. this far. Uh, they've come farther than I thought. I, 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 I can confidently say that to me, they are well ahead of schedule by getting this far in the playoffs. Uh, I thought that this year they might be able to make the playoffs, but I really didn't even expect them to win a playoff game. I was looking more towards next year as being the year that I would gonna, I would judge them very critically. I'm just freaking tickled that they got this far. And so mm-hmm. I hope to God they win. Uh, but if they don't, I'm fucking proud and happy either way, my man. But yeah, so I'm taking the Lions with my factor of six. Short picks for for this week. So, man, I 
I just I mean, never. There's only two games, man. There's only after, two games. <laughs> I was gonna say, like after back in '91, I remember the Lions going into Washington in the NFC Championship game and getting their asses handed to them. Like I want to say it was like 56 to. I haven't looked this up. 56 to 10. I don't even remember, but I, I I knew it was bad, but I don't remember how bad. Let me see if I can find it. It was it was it was real bad. Um, nineteen ninety one NFL playoffs, ninety one ninety two NFL playoffs. And, yep, it was forty one to ten. And that was after they beat the shit out of Dallas. The Lions beat yeah. the shit out of Dallas, thirty-eight to six. Oh, yeah, it's a it's a beatdown, dude. It's a beatdown. Anyways, I just I remember that every um, finger, every toe, every everything crossed, my man. Yeah, I I do also remember there was one the one fact that. I remember correctly, like Detroit hadn't beaten Washington in Washington in like 15 years at that point. Okay. And also, if I remember correctly, I think one of their losses that year was to Washington. Yes, it was. They lost. They lost on the first opening weekend of that season at the Redskins, 45 to nothing. Gotcha. That was. I think they had. They had what? Four losses, and I mean that was one of them right there. One, yeah. They lost. They lost. They also lost to San Francisco that year at San Francisco. Hey, they were undefeated at home that year. Interesting. Nice. Nice. They lost because they lost at Washington. Good for those Silverdome fans. At Chicago, at Tampa Bay. Okay. Anyways. I just, I'm if they if they get blown out like they. But anyways, what was I saying? Like you know, it felt like then because I was like really, really like when I started watching the NFL was like eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. Yeah. And with them making the NFC Championship game in ninety ninety one, ninety two playoffs, whatever you want to call it, it felt like it's going to be. Like, that team was just good, and then the next team was good, and the next team was good. It felt like, okay, we're going to have success for a long fucking time. Yeah. And all that being said, I'm just I'm just hoping that this isn't like back in the early 90s where we have... Oh, you can't have say that. You run. can't think that, man. Yeah. Have this good run, and... You got to believe... I'm I'm hesitant to believe and like I don't know. I just I, I digress. I just just <laughs> hope that it's continued success and yeah. and as long as like you said, as long as they don't get blown out of the water in San Francisco, I think I think we'll see we'll see what happens, but I think that I will um consider this season a success. Okay. All right. I got you. Um, 
Well, would you like to do some question of the week action? And then we can go on all the tangents we want because we got plenty of time. Yeah, I'm, let's go to question of the week. All right. So, you know, talking about some of the coaching changes and things like that, you know, the big splash was Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. And uh, what was it? Last year, I think he talked to um, Minnesota. The year before, he talked to Denver. And, you know, now he's, like, committing to being the Chargers head coach, which I think is good. You know, he has that scandal at Michigan and whatever else. Although I did hear that if he gets suspended by the NCAA, the NFL might honor that at the next level. Whatever. I mean, it... it who cares, man? I, I'm not even worried about any of that. But, you know, my question is for you, when you look at his success in college, now he won the national championship with U of M, and you look at what he did in the NFL, he was like one play away from getting it with the 49ers, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that he's going to win a Super Bowl with the Chargers? That's my question, James. And while you think about it, I gave you a heads up on it, by the way. I know I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm horrible at doing that. I'm horrible at giving you the heads up, but I did I did for this one. Uh, my opinion is that I think this time around, he is going to get it. I don't know when. I don't know how many years it's going to take. But I think that the combination of him and Herbert is going to be a solid combination for a long time in the NFL. And, um, you know, when you look at how well he was with the offenses and the quarterbacks with Alex Smith and Kaepernick and, you know, the 49ers, uh, this is like about as perfect of a pairing as I think that you can get for him. And, and I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say secretly because I think I overtly said this, but I wanted Vrabel to get this job mm -hmm. because I wanted him to be in that position for success. Uh, but Harbaugh gets it and he's got a legit franchise quarterback to pair with him. I think the pieces are there on defense. And when you look at what he did with that Michigan Wolverines team, that was a very, very stout defense. I think Harbaugh is going to find the coaches. He is one of those consummate professionals that is highly networked. And he is going to suck all of the talent out of these guys. And we're going to see something that we have not seen with this Chargers team in forever. Because we talk about it every year. On paper, they've got one of the most talented rosters. And mm -hmm. every year, they fucking suck. There's no explanation for it. Uh, I think Harbaugh will figure it out. And um, I don't know if it's going to take one, two, three, five years, whatever. But I think the dude gets a Super Bowl with the Chargers, man. What do you think? All right. I'm going to do my analysis on it, and then I will let you know what I think. Sure. And you don't always have to go against me. I know you so, like playing devil's advocate, but, you know. So the Chargers have – they're in salary cap hell right now. Mm-hmm. Currently, they're projected to be 30, let's call it 30, round it to 35 million over the salary cap. Can we say salary cap hell in quotes because it's hell. a fake cap? So, 
34.8 million projected to be over the salary cap. 75 million of next year's cap goes to two players. Okay. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Oh man. Even worse, close to 150 million dollars of next year's cap. See, 75 plus, uh, that's 67, that's $142 million of next year's cap, approximately. Go to four players. Yeah, that's very top heavy. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah. I got to believe one of those guys is going to be gone. So... They have some issues there, plus they have the Eckler issue. Yep, I think he's going to be gone. Um, then you have the reason why, like, like everyone talks about how, like, the Spanos family's cheap and this and that and the other. But we're, we, what it looks at, what you, what you have to look at is why did Harbaugh leave San Francisco? Rumors were that him and the general manager were butting heads. And that's what led to his left, or led to him leaving. And from rumors I've heard is basically like the Spanos, like coaches there hate the fucking Spanos. Okay. Some of the players there hate the Spanos because they're difficult to work with, work for, so to speak. I gotcha. But... Harbaugh is already familiar with the Spanos family. And I forgot about this until I started looking into the question of the week when I saw I saw it. I hadn't responded, but I had seen you sent them. Towards the end, at the tail end of Harbaugh's career, Harbaugh started 17 games for the Chargers. Shit, I didn't even know that, man. Um... Which were not the Los Angeles Chargers. No. It was the it was San Diego probably. Chargers. Okay. 90, 99 and 2000. Shit. It was that recent? Oh, my God. We're getting old, James. Oh, oh my I gosh. Know. It doesn't feel like it would have been that recent, but. I mean, I guess that recent, it was, it. you know, it was almost 30 years ago, right? Almost that recent. It was 20, 24, 25 years ago. <laughs> Shit. Uh, we are that we are getting that old, man. Harbaugh's last year in the league was two thousand and one. Jeez, yeah. We're getting wow. that old. We're getting that old. See, I look at him as like this old man, and then I'm like, wow, I guess he's really, you know, not that far off from. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. Well, I mean, he he is. Where he is 60, so yeah, I know, but you know, I'm just saying we're closer to that than we are the other way, yeah. So, I will say, ultimately, when what it boils down to, there's a lot of work that has to be done with the roster, yeah. But I 100% agree with you that he gets every ounce of effort out of his players and gets every ounce of talent out of his players. And if they can fine-tune the roster and he can 
not get his ass fired because he's a he wants to do things on a whim. Um, he can definitely take the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost said San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers to new heights. I'm hesitant to say they will win a Super Bowl. But I yeah, think it's hard. There's make, 32 teams, and you I think, know, yeah. I think if everything comes together and they take care of that, and he can stay there, I think he can at least take them to the Super Bowl. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so you're close, but you're not all the way there. And you know, yeah. for me, I'm I'm all the way there, probably prematurely, right? But you know, I believe I believe in Herbert. Really, is what it is. I'm not a huge yeah. Jim Harbaugh fan. You know, I don't. I don't particularly mm-hmm. like him, but I think he is a good coach and he's good at getting the most out of people. Um, and I, I just think that with Herbert being there, it's like a fucking steal, man. So uh, if he doesn't get a Super Bowl with Herbert, I think it's going to be a colossal disappointment yeah. and a colossal waste of talent for Herbert. And so whether it's him or another coach, I hope to God somebody gets it because it'd be a shame for Herbert to end up being like a Dan Marino like talent that is like yeah. one of these top tier guys his whole career and never gets there, man. He got to the Super Bowl once. I know, but he didn't win it. But uh, you know, I'm I'm just saying, you know, and, and Herbert is very very young still, so we've got a ton of time to see how it unfolds. <clears throat> but I just think that this is like opening up a door that you know you don't often see. You've got an elite coach with an elite quarterback. Very true. So, so, you know, that was it, you know, and then, you know, tangent wise, I mean, let's look at some of these other coaches, man. Let's just break this down. What do you think of these other coaching hires, man? So Raheem Morris, I'm kind of, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm happy for him. But I don't think he's had much success at the head coach level in the league. If I remember okay. correctly, I didn't do much of a dive into him. No, it. no. I mean, you know, he was. Um, he he's mostly been a court, or I mean, a, a coordinator. But he was the um, what was it? The head coach for Tampa Bay. Yeah. But it was. I think it was. I'm trying to remember if it was just a. Um, an interim thing or what, but, um, but he's been mostly a coordinator. I, I like him as, you know, uh, he's still on the younger side, I would say. And, um, I don't know. I think the players connect with him. Well, I think he, he, he speaks very intelligently. I'm excited to see what he can do for the Falcons. I think the Falcons, you have a lot of work to do. You know, they got to get a quarterback. They got to get pieces on defense. Um, but he's going to be new there, and so they're going to have time to work it out. Yeah, the, so he the was, one from 2009 to 2011, he was um, Tampa Bay's head coach. Okay. All right. So, yeah, he, was, he wasn't just in a room. He was the actual head coach. Thank you. The, the one that I was curious about was the Dave Canales hiring for Carolina. That one struck me as odd. I... I, I honestly I I can't speak to it much because I don't know who the fuck that is. He's the offensive coordinator no, for the I Buccaneers, know, but like, man. Right, but I don't know 
who yeah. got it. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, you just go back, like, what, two years ago, Leftwich was the guy, and then they made the change, and now you got him there. I, I don't think that they, like, lit the world on fire offensively in Tampa Bay, man. And so I'm just, um, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised by that hiring. And then you're plucking a guy from a division rival, which not like that's like, ooh, good, bad, whatever. It just, I don't know, man. I, I think that Tepper is going to be, um, I don't know. I'm just, I guess I would say this. Tepper is turning into a, a slightly younger version of a, a Jerry Jones, highly erratic owner doing mm-hmm. things too quickly. Uh, well, I don't know. Jerry Jones was a little different with his coaches, but um, I don't know, man. I just Tepper Tepper's got to chill the fuck out, is I guess what I'm saying, right? Yeah. He's got to so, slow his roll. He could have gotten a, a better, more established coach. I think it was like a, a scramble and a reach. I don't think this guy is the guy, man. So he was the offensive coordinator this past year. Last year, he was the quarterback's coach for Seattle. Which he, got, he got a lot out of fucking Geno Smith last yeah. year. Um, and before that, he was he, like, he was passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach, wide receivers coach. He's he's part of the Pete Carroll tree, so he learned under Pete Carroll. He's been sure. coaching. Co- he coached basically with Pete Carroll from 2009 to 2013 or 2022. So he has he has. One with Seattle, he's been parts of a part of team that has won a Super Bowl. Um, he's been he was um, so I just don't know I don't know enough about him to know if he's going to be a head coach or not. I agree with you that like the offense, the offense for Tampa Bay was was not that good. But no, I they think, had Mike Evans and freaking Godwin. Right, you but know, like, part of that part of that was Baker. And how he was erratic this year. But I don't, I just, I don't, he tried to hire a college coach that bombed and a college coach that had a lot of success. So I think, I think he's, he's just trying something different, trying something different. Yeah. He he tried the college coach and then he tried Frank Reich, the retread. Yeah. And now, now he's going for, for a promotion move. From a division rival, I I don't know, dude. I just uh, Tepper just strikes me as um, it's almost like he's very childish and mm-hmm. erratic, and yeah, you know, yeah, completely. Yeah, like ever since you you showed me the video of him dumping that drink on the guy, and then when you look at all the coaches that he's had in his very short amount of time as the owner, it's like, dude. Slow your fucking roll, man. Like he's he's his own worst enemy because he's not giving enough time to let things settle and develop. Mm-hmm. So, but all right, whatever. Uh, and Antonio Pierce, man, you know, I talked about it earlier. I like that they made him the head coach. I yeah. was not expecting it. Uh, I do wonder how long can that last because. They got to get a fucking quarterback, man. You know, I get it. He can work wonders with the defense. But that offense is going to be doomed if they can't find a quarterback. And maybe Aiden O'Connell with a year of, 
you know, reps under his belt. Maybe he can develop and be halfway decent. Uh, but that, I think, could be the Achilles heel for Antonio Pierce, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'd like Antonio Pierce. I thought two, was it two years ago, three years ago, when they fired, when they got rid of, uh, what's his face? Gruden. I was like, it's not Gannon. It's, it's yeah. Gruden. When they got rid of Gruden and they had um, Basachi. Is it Basachi? That sounds familiar, yeah. Um, yeah, he was just the interim guy, but yeah. Yeah, as the interim guy. I thought that they should have hired him as their head coach. Okay. Um, what the fuck is his name? Or is... It's gonna bug me what what the fuck his name was. <laughs> um, here we go. It was. Rich Rich Basaccia. Basaccia. I was close. I just I just found it as well. But yeah. I thought I thought they should have should have hired him because he took it took the team that was struggling and I mean he finished the season seven and five and they did really good. And then they hired McDaniels. Yeah. So with Derek know. Carr, the quarterback back then, yeah. Um, well, and then, you know, you got the Gerard Mayo thing. I thought that that was all signs were pointing to him being the successor. Right. And so that one, I'm not really, you know, too concerned with, they still got the same thing. They got to get a quarterback, the rest of it you can work with. Uh, Brian Callahan is the other one that we haven't talked about, which is, um, you know, the former offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I liked him, and I liked what he did with that offense. I just wonder what he's going to do with Tennessee, right? Because uh, it looks like Derrick Henry's out. It looks like Levis is the guy unless they draft a guy. Uh, I got to believe DeAndre Hopkins is out. So, you know, for him coming in as an offensive-minded guy, they have got a lot of holes to fill on that offense. And it's not like the defense was anything to be proud of either. I mean, Vrabel coached the shit out of that defense, but mm-hmm. on paper, it was a very weak defensive roster. And now you've got an offensive-minded guy as coach. Uh, so I think he's got an uphill battle on both sides of the ball, which is very difficult. At least like with these other guys, you know, most of them have pieces on one side or the other, right? I think Tennessee's the one that's going to be the most bare. Yeah, and with with Tennessee though, I think it's a I think he's a good hire for Tennessee because his forte is quarterback. Yeah, no, and I and, agree. I I like him, and I I'm, I I think there's uh, good prospects for him, but they got to build the roster because that's all I'm saying is he's going to have the hardest job, right? Because like you know, Canales going to Carolina he's inheriting a very, very good defense. 
Mm-hmm. He, he's I just got to figure out how to make Bryce Young be a franchise quarterback. You right. know, and it, this is this. He's also another guy that that has experience coaching in the Super Bowl. That's true. Yeah, that's valuable. Yeah, which is valuable, and knowing that, and being part of a, if even if he didn't, he was only he was an offensive assistant. He's part of a staff that that was a Super Bowl champion staff, and that is huge. And that experience is huge to relate to the team on how to how to deal with those with the pressures, and how to build a winning, how to yeah. how to coach and build a winning franchise or team. I got you. I got you. Well, that was my nickel and dime on the coaches, man. A little more than my two cents. Also, I forgot he was a quarterback at UCLA. Okay. I don't know how good he was, but... (laughs) Well, what else you got, man? We're an hour 15 in. We can... uh chit-chat it up or we can wrap it up and then chit-chat offline i don't think i have much like i don't want to talk too much because i want to talk myself to death about the lions and all right we don't need to beat the dead horseman yeah let's not jinx anything james how about that (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) all right well hey for anybody who's watching the shortest show we've had in like a year um Thumbs up, subscribe, all the good action, uh, and maybe write a letter to YouTube, see if they'll unblock you from answering our question of the week and name that stadium because we know you're trying. We know mm-hmm. like thousands of you are trying and you're just you're just blocked. And I'd, I'd love to give you my email, but I just can't afford to have it be flooded with that many responses. And so, you know, in the meantime, just thumbs up it and contact YouTube and complain and James, like always, man, it was fun. I'll catch you later, bud. Sounds good. Have a good one. All right. Great Iron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.